So what does it mean? So if Salakatrika should sit down and estimate how many salah they've made to Allah in their life. And they should have a regular mamul of praying. This is called Ghazali Umri. The way you do this is you roughly try to estimate when you attained adulthood, meaning physical maturity, and those designs are written in the books of fiqh, and men and women can look at it there. There are certain alamat and def- the fuqahat define the markers of when a person attains physical maturity, and when such a person is balik, salah becomes fard on them. So you should estimate, you may not remember exactly what that day or date was, you should estimate slightly, not extremely generously, but slightly on the safe side when that date is. Then you should think from then to what point was it that you actually started offering prayer in your life regularly. Now here there will be two types of people. There are some people that they began offering prayer in their life regularly, they would still miss it sometimes, but that was their daily kaza. They would make it up that day. If they missed Fajr, they would pray it in the morning. If they slept without praying Isha, they would pray it the next day. So basically, once they started praying five times, if from that moment onward they missed any prayer, they would make it up within those days. So what they're looking at is just their history. From the time the Maaz Salah became called on them, up to the time they started praying regularly. So they'll have to do Hisab of that, which I'll explain also. There will be some other people that know. There was a time that they started praying regularly. And they did sometimes miss Salah and they didn't always make it up. Sometimes they would miss Fajr and they wouldn't make it up that day or the next day and before you knew it that was yet another outstanding, another Salah added to their outstanding death file. Sometimes they skipped a random other prayer, maybe inshallah Allah and that remained outstanding. For this person then they have to sit an estimate. Again they should estimate basically when did they start praying five times a day and how much did they think that they used to miss Fajr and miss any other prayer. Again, Sabi on the safe side. You can do this on an Excel spreadsheet, you can do it on a paper pen, but you have to do some level of hisab and hisab, some level of accounting of how many prayers you think that you missed. Then the next thing is that you have to think that in that time duration, how many, how much was I, what was I musafir? If you were musafir, and let's say you say, oh, I didn't pray when I was 16, 17 years old, you can remember when I was 16, I went on some seven-day trip to Islamabad with my family. So at that time you were Masafir, and then the Maaz that was farther than you then was Qasr. So now you have to take seven days out of that main file, and you owe seven days Qasr Salah. It doesn't affect the Fajr Maghrib, but it affects the Dohar Asr Isha would become four. Vizr would also remain three. Vizr ki Qazab bi hoti. Vizr ki Qazab bi hoti. All right. Then you have made an estimation. Now whatever your awwal ta'ayyun, your first sincere honest estimation is, that's it now that you can set things so you have to keep second guessing yourself. Alright? And then you have to make a tirtib to try to make those salah up. That's part of your tawbah. So the tawbah that we mentioned, it requires himma if you're a talib of Allah ta'ala. And it's not easy. I'll give you an example. We had a student who, still a student, one year ago out of the blue I got this message. Never had they ever ever written me in any email, WhatsApp message that they ever made bizarre, right? And nor, do, nor does anybody have to do that, but don't get me wrong, right? That's between you and Allah SWT. I guess if you need guidance from the shaykh how to make a bizarre khair, I'm giving it to you right now, alright? But I got a random thing, and it wasn't real, it was a happiness in them. 
And they wrote and they said that I, today, I prayed the last ghazal that was due upon me. And I've been praying it for years. Alhamdulillah, I was amazed that this person had for years been offering their ghazal. And I realized that yes, it also gave us good hope that if a person sincerely does try, it may take them years, but they will come a day until I actually reach that day. Inshallah, they will say, that I've actually prayed all my ghazal. I'm done. And that is definitely a moment of sugar to Allah SWT, a moment of happiness for a person. Because you should indeed want, you should feel happy when you make tawbah. Just like we should feel sad when we make sin, you should feel happy, elated, joyful when you make tawbah to Allah SWT. Alright? It's better if you want to push yourself is to try to offer one day's qaza every day. One way you can do that is if you pray those qaza salawat, at the time of the Sunan and Nawafil, you will get the Fazilat, but you cannot double count the Rakas. This is also something that people are a bit unsure about. For example, if there's six Awabin, so can I pray six Qazal at that time, and will it count as Awabin? The answer is yes and no. It won't count as Awabin in the sense that when you use those six Rakas for a previous Qazal, you won't get six Nafil written in your Book of Deeds. You won't get the Salah of six Nafil Awabi because you use those six Rakahs for an outstanding fard that you have. But because you prayed at that time, you will get the Fazilat that is mentioned in the Hadith of Awabi or Ishraq or Duha charged at that time. The difference would just be that Sayyidina Rasulullah he prayed six Rakahs at that time, he prayed six Nawatul at that time, you're also praying six extra Rakahs at that time, but you're praying Qazal at that time, so you will get the Fazilat at the time. So one good way to do this is that if you pray two rakats qaza of Fajr and four rakats qaza of Dhuhr at the time of Ishraq or Dhuhr, depending maybe you go to sleep right after Fajr, but you wake up at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., you can pray Salat al right? So whenever you wake up in the morning, you pray those. Then four before Asr, instead of praying the Sunnah Nirayr Mu'akkada, you can pray four qaza of Sun. Asr that you own your life. Then after Maghrib Salah, you can pray a qada of Maghrib and Isha, that would be seven rakats. And then at night when you pray Isha and pray your wither, add another wither with the niyatim, that is the wither that is linked with the Isha that you made up at the time of Awami. Alright? If you offer one a day, one day's worth a day, that would be considered to be a serious effort to make it up. This is for those people of years. This is for those people who have years of Qadha. If somebody feels they just have weeks or months of Qadha, maybe they can do less than this. But if somebody had years, then at least one day at a time would be a serious, sincere effort. Alright. And also some ulama have mentioned that if a person does something with istihama, not sometimes praying this and sometimes not, but regularly, daily, then if they pass away, they can have hope before, if they die before they finished it, they can hope that Allah SWT will, in the Malamala Biniyat, accept their niyyah, that their intention was to do it every day, but death came sooner than they were able to finish it, right? So for example, if a person has five years worth to pray, so they start tomorrow, so they're going to do one day at a time, so they're taking five years to make it up, right? Then similarly, with the Qadha of fasting, so you should do Hisab of that, and again, try to do it on the Sunnah days, the 13th, 14th, 15th of lunar month, and Mondays and Thursdays, and you will get sawab of at least fasting on the Sunnah days if you're not going to fast it. 
your transfer going towards it. Sorry, that was zero You wouldn't get an extra signal fast for doing that test. Similarly, Zakat, if a person, you know, now much so we have in-house resident expert Mufti Abbas, who can guide you in the Zakat, Zakat workshop, Mufti Abbas, other Mufti Anikram, and figure it out. Maybe, you never know, there may be some of us who owe some Zakat from the past outstanding amount. Right? And definitely for the present and the future, a person should be very careful about their prayers, zakat, and hajj. Uh, prayer, fasting, and zakat. The fourth thing was hajj. And this is also important. Let's say you should know that hajj was ever thought on someone. But later on, for some reason, financial loss, they lost that money. It's still fard on them. Because once it became fard once, now the obligation was dropped on them. But now they're in a tough situation because they don't actually have the money to go, but it's farad on them, and they're in trouble. And if they pass away without having offered that hajj, they should have offered it then. This is why it's better to offer hajj in a timely manner. And basically, timely means ASAP, means or as soon as it becomes farad upon you, to offer hajj that very year because you have no idea whether you will retain that money or that risk later. But sometimes a student, because of their studies or someone because of work, they're not cut off. If you can't do it that very year, but really within one to two years, you really have to be firm about that. You have to figure you can't let it drag on and on. These were the four major things: Fara'il, Salah, Salam, Zakat, and Hajj. Hazratanath has given our example of a custom, but that's relatively rare that people do that. But if a person did break an oath, then they have to offer the kafar for that if they have not done so. So that's the first type of hukukullah, that there is some way to make it up or have a kada or expiation kafar. Or this way, this is a hukukullah ki woh hai, ki jiske shariat mein koi kafara mukarrar nahi, masan jhoot bolne ka guna, ya nasani khayshat mein kisi khilaf shara kaam ka irtikaal bagara. اس دوسرے قسم کی توبہ تو صرف یہ ہے کہ پوری زاری کے ساتھ یعنی گرگرائی کے ساتھ اللہ تعالیٰ سے اپنے گناہ کی معافی مانگے اور ہمیشہ استغفار کرتا رہے بائی دا وے دس از دیئر فار دا فرسٹ پارٹ از ویل سو وٹ ہیز اٹ ہارٹ سیز از سیکنڈ ٹائپ آف سینس ان کو لا دیٹ ڈونٹ ہیو اینی وے ٹو میک اٹ اپ فار اینی ایکسپیشن So the only way to make tawbah for this is to truly, desperately cry and beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and to keep istighfar kartareh, to keep begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. That's there for the first part also. No matter if we may be making up our qaza salah, we should still be crying and begging Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness and why do we miss them in the first place? Alright? And this is, this is something that when you do the daily amal of istighfar, a hundred times astaghfirullah al-rambi min kulli dhanbil wa akubu ilayhi, it's good to bear this paragraph in mind. Hukukullah ki pehle ke sun jin ki kazaayi kafara shayid bin mukarrar hai, un tamam hukuki adayegi bizaayi kazaayi kafara blazan hai. Basan ghoor karke ki yaddaas dikhne ki umar bar mein kitni namazay fawt hai, kitne rozay nahi rakhe. اب ان سب کو ادا کرے اگر فوج شدہ نمازیں مقدار میں زیادہ ہیں تو روزانہ بقدر ہمت و فرصت کچھ ادا کرنا شروع کرے اور ہمیشہ کوشش کرتے رہے جب تک وہ پوری ہو اسی طرح اگر گزشتہ زمانے میں مال کی زکوٰۃ نہیں نکالے تو تخمینے تخمینے سے حساب کر کے متعین کر لے 
جتنی زکوٰۃ میں نے سمجھے ہیں اس کو ہو سکتے تو فوراً یعنی فوراً ادا کر دیں ورنہ تھوڑا تھوڑا آپ کے ساتھ ادا کرتے رہیں اور اسی طرح اگر صد کا فطرہ یا قربانی واجب ہونے کے باوجود ادا نہیں کیا ہے دس از اندر Maybe there are many of those outstanding on us, right? Uh, people don't realize that. Uh, that is wanted from every adult in the family, all right? So there may be some of those that a person has to, over time, fulfill. Or Sadaqa Fitra, although it's a very small amount, but there's some people who just due to their lack of knowledge, ignorance, or laziness, they wouldn't pay them Sadaqa Fitra. So they should sit because that's also wajib. It's also mandatory. You should do the stop of that, and then also started when you were bali. Now you've got to go back, and you may say, oh, I don't know if my dad can it or not. But they say it's a very small amount, and it's like $5 or something. So if you're not sure whether your parents are given or not, start giving it. Think how many years you owe, and start giving that. So now you have to do it, and you have to do it, and you have to do it. So uh, there's an option here that when you're doing gala of qurbani, you don't actually have to do a share of a cow or slaughter or goat. You can give that amount of money in sadhka. And perhaps what the Hanifidur said, anfa'ud al-fukara, that might be more benefit to the poor. It might be more benefit to the poor that you actually give monetary sadhka in the same amount of those shares. All right. Now that's up to you. You want to take the figure as the share of a cow, which is normally less, or the, fair, the share of a goat, or you want to do the average between the two. All right. Depends on how desperately you want your dhoba to be accepted. Right? The more sincere and the more essent and the more you make that dhoba, the more one can hope it to be accepted. But if a person doesn't have the financial ability, then definitely if they do it at the amount of shares of cow, Inshallah, Allah will accept it based on their need. This is the way that you can do it. 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 You You should pay the expiation. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. If you had deliberately broken a fast when you were fasting, then you have to give 60 You have to keep 60 consecutive fasts. All right. I got that also once in a day. Somebody told me they just completed their 60s fast because they remembered once when they were young, when they were a teen, they deliberately broke the fast. All the forgiveness. <laughs> سبک دوش نہ ہو میں زبانی تو باہرگز کافی نہیں ایک 
Now there's a lot more detail on those Hukukullah, but the other one's also very important because there were also some extreme sins, especially that are related to Shekwa and the Nafs. And those are maybe not less transgressions and, you know, uh, delaying your zakah or breaking your qasam and not having paid the kafara yet. There might be greater transgressions than that. So you can imagine, uh, you know, you could even make du'a to Allah Ta'ala, Ya Rabbi Kareem, agar iska koi kafara hota, koi kaza hota, meaning jo apne apne is answer jo bandre nazari ki ne kakta, makar shayt me koi aisi kafara kaza waza nahi hai, to aap mehrbani kar ko mene maaf kar lije. Maybe it's not the case that the people who are living in the world are living in the world. They 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 are this is how a person, this is what the person has to be passionate about their Tawbah. When they're passionate about Tawbah, they start thinking of ways to make up for their past sins. They'll think about ways to make up for their past sins. The second category rights that we may violate are those that are uh, the rights of other human beings, fellow human beings. It will be Dokis again. There are two types. Ek mali जैसे किसी से कर्ज लिया फिर अदाहन अदा नहीं किया किसी का कुछ माल किसी मुआवजे मामले की वजह से उस पर लाजिम था वो अदा नहीं किया किसी से नाजायज तौर पर माल छीन लिया या बतौर रिश्वत के लिए लिया इस तरह के तमाम हुकूक की भी फेरस बनाएं और सबको अदा करें अगर बेअक्फ अदा नहीं कर सकता अपने वसत के मुताबिक देना शुरू करे Alright? This is a person who really is trying to cleanse themselves from every sin they did. So if there's any financially outstanding, and there's so many ways that he mentioned that, that you took it unfairly, or you took bribery from someone, or you were involved in corruption, or in any way that you took any, uh, any monetary gain that was done in an impermissible way, if it was taken from some identifiable person, find them return to them. If you can't find them, they die, give it to the inheritors. If you can't do that, then give it in sadka and make niyah that whatever salaam comes in that sadka, it goes to them. But let me add a couple of more things here. If you applied for financial aid at a university and you lied, and you lied, and you deliberately did not disclose assets that your parents have, and if you had disclosed all your assets truly, there's no way they would have given you that financial aid. If you lied in order to get the financial aid, then you violated the rights of that's a monetary right. It's a difficult lesson, right? Depends how far you want to go. Depends how much Torah a person wants to make, right? Depends how much Torah a person wants to make.
if somebody wasn't eligible for zakat, that they tried to list themselves as if they were of a lower income bracket to get some concession from zakat and they weren't supposed to take zakat, it's also a problem. Hmm? If somebody lied in some way to get a scholarship, so that scholarship wasn't, and it was a clear, absolute, outright lie, and if the scholarship, whatever committee knew, they would have never given them the scholarship. That's a problem. Right? I don't know how far to take it. Allah Allah, it depends how far Toby you want to make. If a person lied in their resume and CV and they got a job based on falsely presented credentials, then one can question that salary. If a person worked in a bank, right? Once a lump's MBA kid, he came to me, Allah and I still remember this, I was walking to the masjid, some guy in a Prado, or some type of 4x4G, he stopped and he hopped out and he talked to me. He just paused the car right there next to the masjid. He said, I, I took the MBA back, I don't know, one, three years before this. He hopped out. He said, you gave that. We all gave me lecture. So I guess interest. So at that point, I was on a bond from a bank. I had worked in a bank. And I guess bond meant that they pay his lungs tuition and he must uh, go back to them. They said, uh, after you, I heard your lecture, I realized that my earnings and the bond was haram. I broke the bond, I paid back the bank, my former employer, all of the tuition money that they had sponsored for me at Lama's, and now I'm paying back, paying in sadqa, not paying them back, giving away in sadqa all the salary I ever earned from them. I can't I remember, he was a random guy. I, I did not recognize him. I never saw him again after that. I would just jaw drop before I could even ask his name and before I could try to even catch him, he just said this to me, he hopped back in the jeep and he drove away. And I was just left standing there. Allah Akbar Kabira. That's Toba. That's Toba. Some people they think their Toba is just to get out of it. Getting out of it is the first step. This person went deeper. Not only did he get out of the bank and he did whatever, I don't know, whatever other job he must have done. Give the money. Who gives the money back? Hmm? Okay, you pay my tuition, I'll give this money back to you. Hmm? But that's Toba. And one thing I can remember about him, I can't remember anything else about him. I remember the joy. There's a joy in Toba. He wasn't telling me out of pride. It wasn't pride. He wasn't showing off. He was so happy. He was so happy in this Toba. Allah Akbar Kameera. And really, that's what happens when a person makes Toba. Allah puts a real sukoon in that person's heart. When you truly make Toba, it might be a difficult process, but once you do it, you will feel a happiness, sukoon, surur, surur, happiness and joy, sukoon, peace and tranquility in your heart. Allah دوسری قسم حقوق العباد کی جسمانی حقوق تو پہلے مالی دوسران جسمانی میں جسمانیت کچھتا ہوں گیا جسمانی جسمانی حقوق ہے جیسے کسی کو ہاتھ یا زبان سے بلا وجہ بلا وجہ شرعی کوئی ایزا و تکلیف پہنچائی ہو کسی کو گالی دی ہو کسی کی غیبت کی ہو اس سے معاف کرانا ضروری ہے کسی کو مارا پیٹا ہو تو اس کا بدلہ دینے کے لیے تیار ہو کر 
اس سے کہنا کہ تم کو اختیار ہے مجھے مار کے بدلہ لے دو یا معاف کر دو One easy, I'll give you a tip. One easy way to get these type of hukukulibad forgiven. So the first one was kind of like the same thing as kukui kafara because there's a way, it's a kazan kafara to give the money back, right? Or to give the money in sadqa or however it is. This was more like that second category that you have to get the forgiveness. So an easy way where Allah Ta'ala puts barakah is you forgive others. The more you forgive others, the easier Allah Ta'ala will make it for others to forgive you. And if you go around trying to get others to forgive you, but you still have grudges in your heart and you're not willing to forgive the others, it's going to be difficult. You'll find somebody who will say, I won't forgive you. It's possible. You can go to somebody and ask them, please forgive me, no sin, I don't forgive you. But our deen, it's important to know, our deen doesn't teach that. Our deen teaches us the sunnah of Nabi Akareem, sunnah of Allah says, that you should forgive others. Not only does the deen teach us that you should forgive others if they ask you, you should even forgive them without asking them. That's why Nabiya Kareem, you remember we told you that hadith of Sayyidina Anas without right? That the Prophet told that you take out any ghil, any bad feeling in your heart towards anybody, do it morning and evening. So literally every morning and every evening, till once every night before sleeping, you make niya to Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, I forgive all the hukuk al-ibad that anybody may have over me. Allah Ta'ala will make it easy. Allah will make it easy for you to get forgiven by others, but you will have to try to find them. And when you find them, you don't have to necessarily tell them exactly what you did. You don't have to say, I did your hibat this time and this time and this time and these, these words and these, these sentences and in such a tone and a tenor. And if you want, you can do hibat with me. No, hey, it's not going to work like that. Huh? Oh, so the hibat won't work like that. So you can just generally say that, look, if there are any rights that you have over me, or any rights I have over you, wouldn't it be wonderful if we each, each forgave each other? Now it depends, there are different views on this. If they give you even a slight nod, you're definitely forgiven. If they say whatever, maybe even then you're forgiven. Here they say that anything other than a no is a yes. Anything other than a no is a yes. There's one, that's one view. So if they're silent, even then you're forgiven. And a heart's more strict view is until they actually say something, that there's some verbal or not, some indication that the silence uh, is not good. But here in our deen, there are places where they say silence equals consent. In certain cases, one can hope that at least you tried, right? I mean, beyond that, you can't. The most you can do is try to get somebody to forgive you, right? Ultimately, whether they forgive you or not is not in your control. But at least that you completed your effort in Tawbah, that you tried to get them to forgive you. And the last part was the to I think here I'll just translate it for those who don't know the Urdu. So if you ever physically assaulted someone, or there was ever any violence, or assault, or battery, whatever you want to call it, then you should present yourselves to them and tell them that they can uh, beat you in a similar manner if they so wish, otherwise let them forgive you. 
I have no cases of that. I have no experience of that. No, no, I don't know how that works out. Uh, but uh, I'm sure Hazrat Hanu Antaikin is here because in his work Because also these Mashaikh were Makabul, so that Barakan Kabul the people to the Amalans. Not like us, we give Allah Bayan and Kuwait. We don't do it, we don't do it, we don't do it. These are the Sahibi Amal. Because Amal ki barakat se loge jizu par Amal karte te. Zuru kisi ne kiya hoga. But shayad asa hua bhi ho. Shayad asa hua bhi ho. Shayad asa hua bhi ho. Shayad asa You know, there's a hadith of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You may remember this, there was one Sahabi who wanted to take badla from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the Prophet pitched himself, but actually he went and he just kissed the Prophet He just wanted a chance to get in there and get a kiss. But initially Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina were upset. Said, How can he take? But the Prophet said, no, no, he's right. Let him take his badla from me. Right? So this is also sunnah of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. جب تک اس تفصیل مذکور کے ساتھ تمام مالی اور جسمانی حقوق العباد سے سبق دوش حاصل نہ کرے توبہ مکمل نہیں ہو سکتی اور بغیر تکمیل توبہ کے نفلی عبادات اور ذکر و شغل میں کتنی بھی محنت عمر بڑھ کرتا رہے کبھی خدا تک نہ پہنچے گا نہ سیدھا راستہ حاصل ہوگا اگر اس تمام حقوق اللہ حقوق العباد جو قابل ادائیگی ہیں ان کو ادا کرنا یا معاف کرانا توبہ کے لیے ضروری ہے خصوصاً حقوق العباد کا معاملہ زیادہ سنگین ہے کہ وہ جب تک صاحب حق معاف نہ کرے کسی طرح معاف نہیں ہو سکتے اس لیے اللہ تعالیٰ کی راہ میں قدم رکھنے والے اس کو صالح کہتے ہیں اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ کی راہ میں قدم رکھنے والے کے لیے سب سے پہلا کلام سب سب سے پہلا کام تکمیل توبہ بیسکلی وین سینگ از اکارڈنگ ٹو دا ابو مینشن ڈیٹیل گائڈ لائنس یو ہیو ٹو بیسکلی کمپلیٹ کمپلیٹ یور توبہ اینڈ فلفل آل آف دیز فائنینشیل اینڈ ادر رائٹس ادرز مے ہیو اوور یو ادروائز یور توبہ ون کین بی کمپلیٹ اینڈ دا امپورٹنٹ لائن دیٹ ہی سیڈ از دیٹ اف یو ڈونٹ کمپلیٹ یور توبہ All the nawafil, extra ibadat, extra zikr, extra practices, spiritual regimen won't bring you all the way. It doesn't mean it won't have any effect, that's not what he's saying. But they won't be able to bring you all the way to the qurb and wasl and rizal of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because these outstanding hukuk al-ibad will remain an impediment, will remain a hindrance. You'll be stuck. You'll be stuck. You keep doing the nawafil and the zikr of God. And hopefully, one can hope that the nawafil and zikr, increased zikr, will increase your himma and strength to go and follow up and follow through on all these tobas, right? And the increased zikr of Allah Ta'ala may make us more beloved to Allah Ta'ala that He inspires the hearts of people to forgive us. So there is a connection. But in of itself, on their own, uh, this cannot be a toba for that, right? This cannot make up for that. These things can help us definitely in Hukukullah and our Tawbah with Allah Subhanahu And this is necessary. Uh, and really the first thing for a Salik is they must complete their Tawbah. That's why the first Hidayah was to sort out the Aqaid, Nazriyat and misconceptions about the Sawul, Suluq, Tariqat, Tizkiyah. And the second Hidayah was what's the first and critical and essential and core and necessary step and that is to make true tomba to Allah spot. Now we'll just do a little bit of the third one so you get an idea of what this is. Tisri Hidayat Il-Medin Haasal Karne Kim Bayan 
Yes, those of you sending us your Rekhaab results on SMS. Ilmedin hasil karne ke bayan mein. Jab dusri hidayat ke mutabik pichlin gunao se tawba kar li aur aayinda ke liye ye pukhta ahad kar liya ke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa uske rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ke ahkam ki puri puri pabandi karenge is mein kitni mehnat mushakkat ya dunyavi nuksan ya logon ki malamat ho isko bardash karenge to zahir hai ke ye kaam deen ka zaruri ilm deen ka zaruri ilm hasil kiye baghair nahi ho sakta isliye beqadar zarurat hai shar'i is is tarah beqadar zarurat shar'i ahkam aur masail ka ilm hasil karna zaruri hoga khwab kitabe padh kar ya ulama se zabani masail maloom karke aur agar padhe to khwab arbi mein padhe ya farsi urdu waghaira maqami zabano english ऐसे ही किसी जबान में जरूरी मसायल दीन पढ़ लें इस काम के लिए आसान उर्दू जबान में हजरत सैदी हकीमत की तस्नीफ बेहती जेवर और बेहती गोहर 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 इज फ्रॉम द मैन जेवर इज फ्रॉम द वीमेन उसको किसी जानने वाले से सबकन पढ़ लें या खुद ही मुता करें और हजरत सफाई मामलात और आदाब मुआशरत और तीसरा बाब मिफ्ता पढ़ने तो दीन की दीन की रोजमर्रा की जरूरतों के लिए काफी है फिर जो मसले सीखे इन पर अमल करने का पक्का इरादा करें ताकि नफसी ख्वाहिशात और लोगों की मलामत लोगों की मलामत अमल से माने ना You have to know the ways of Tawbah, know what was sin, know how to make Tawbah. You have to know the good attributes also. You see, one way to make Tawbah pride is to know how to get humility. It's not just enough to know about pride. You also have to know about humility. One way to get rid of being excitable is to know about patience, to know about sabr, to know about hill. So all of these things are in the works of different Mashaih. And then there are some basic Masai'l-e-Shari, basic laws. It depends with whatever situation you're in. If you work in a company, you need to know what are the Shari Masai'l on how to work in a company. If you're a husband, you need to know what are the Shari Masai'l about being a good husband. If you're a parent, you need to know what are the Shari Masai'l about being a good parent. Whatever situation you're in, you need to know what the Masai'l-e-Shari are about that situation. So that's what it means by Hasbizurat according to your needs, according to your roles, according to your functions. One way is to learn those through different books. I'll add here books, courses, seminars, workshops, training. One way is to try to read them or to learn them from ulama, uh, to have the ulama instruct you through some syllabus, through some course. Right? Uh, there are many books, uh, many, many books, and many teachings, many beyond, many courses, seminars. One way or the other, you have to get uh, this ill. Uh, even more so than perhaps Behesti Zewar and Behesti Gower, because there are many, many books in English also on fiqh and many courses on fiqh. I think Hazrat Anandis Khas, the sneef, is this Safai Mamalat and Adab and Mashat. 
Adabim Mashaqa, I know it's translated in English. So if I'm Allah, I've never seen it in English, but Allah 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 about that. Uh, and the last thing he said is that uh, learning itself is not the objective, but while learning, a person must always constantly have a firm intention to implement and practice that which they learn. Why? We'll read it again. These are two things. This is also one of those very intense, dense lines. There are two things that can prevent a person from doing amal even when they have ilm and have made the intention of tawbah. There are two things that can prevent a person from doing amal even when they have ilm, they know now what to do and they had made the intent of tawbah. And those two things are number one, the nafs. Nafsi khayshat. The desires of their nafs. And second one is worried about what will people say. These are two big things. Alright? And how to get out of these two things? Irada. Irada. Same way he ended that section on Tawbah. It's ultimately going to be about a person's irada, a person's willpower, the firmness of a person's determination and resolve. Otherwise, if you're not going to have firm resolve, you can get the knowledge, you can make Tawbah, but you still won't be able to do Allah. Alright? So really, I mean, Probably in this day in Allah, Logon ki malamat is also there, but nafsi khayshat is the biggest one. Basically, the nafs is the biggest obstacle in Allah. The nafs has no problem if you get ill. You'll find your nafs is not <laughs> disturbed. And that shows you how strong this nafs is. Hmm? <laughs> Some nafs is that strong, right? But the second you make niyat of amal nafs आप किताब खोलेंगे दर्श में बैठेंगे मैं आपको ये किताब पढूंगा आप इस पर इस दर्श को सुनेंगे नफ्सराम से बैठा आप घर जाकर बनाना शुरू करना कि मैंने ये कजार करना है फिर नफ्स तो और ऐसे सोचेगा आप मसल पर खड़ा होकर वो कजा उम्र अदा करने शुरू करें फिर नफ्स का पसीना निकल जाता and lazy in our Allah. So Ramadan is a month where Allah Ta'ala sent his blessing that he increases our Allah. Just the fast and taraweeh, just these two things is an ex- exponential increase in our Allah. Right? It's the barakah of Ramadan. So try then to increase in any and every Allah in this month. It's easier to do more Allah in this month. The more Allah we do, the more the nafs will go away. So because we have big nafs, we shouldn't content ourselves with just fasting and taraweeh. We need to do more. We need to do more and more and more. And especially like we told you in that preparing for Ramadan, Dayana, after Ramadan the fasting will go away. After Ramadan the Taraweeh will go away. So start doing those amal in Ramadan that you can continue after Ramadan. It's those continuing amal when you have istikamah on them that those amal crush the nafs. It's like the regular medicine crushes the cancer. The regular medicine in consistent doses crushes the illness. Hmm? It's those regular amal 
کرم فضل سے ہمیں ان تمام تعلیمات پر بھرپور استقامت کے ساتھ عمل نصیب فرما اس عمل میں کامیابی عطا فرما اپنی رحمت سے ہمیں کی توفیق بھی عطا فرما رقم کرم فضل سے اس عمل کو مقبول بھی فرما ربنا